This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Je suis assis avec mon ami Luke Oswald. <laughs> English, please. Uh, I am here with my friend, Luke Oswald. This is the Publicly Challenged Podcast. Luke is the original host, but I am opening today for some reason. I'm Clay Bowers. <laughs> Multilingual Clay, Clay Bowers. That was French, wasn't um, it? Yes. Yes, that was yeah. French. Um, anyway, we are uh, we got canceled, so we're going to do a little... We got canceled? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm we got, we got, <laughs> we got, uh, we got our episode got canceled we were going to record with somebody and that got uh rescheduled so tonight we are recording um on our own okay and you mentioned something last week and i just want to make sure that we go over it um your incident in the marsh uh we want to hear about it oh that was interesting quite harrowing (laughs) (laughs) well um yeah so i went out and figured I would try to practice stalking deer. And a perfect time to stalk them is in the rain. And on top of that, because I hunt public land mostly, almost entirely, but the public land, normally when it's raining, you got fair weather hunters, so they're not there. So I figured I couldn't screw up anybody else's hunt. And so I go out there, and while I'm out there, of course, I'm keeping an eye out for my Takis, or Hen of the Woods Mushrooms as well. And um, so I'm going along, looking for some deer, stocking up real slow through the woods. Every oak tree I come up to, I'm kind of giving it the whole eyeball, making sure there isn't any giant hens there. And I don't find anything after a while, and I'm like, okay. Well, at least I don't have to go home empty-handed. Everybody on the gram is getting the Wapato, the Katniss. The, the <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get some. I'll go home, cook it up. It'll be great. Well, folks, this is where it gets interesting. With my bow in my hand, I'm stalking through the marsh. And I was like, well... I know there's some over there because I've been over there before, recently even, and it wasn't quite died off yet. And then you hear that you want to go when the leaves are dying off, and then you go and you dig up the tuber. So I was like, okay, I'll go do that. Well, I'd been through there, I don't know, a couple weeks prior, maybe a month, and uh, it was fine. I walked across that entire marsh. Well, this time, after a lot of rain, I walked up and I thought, looked to be about six inches of water. And I was like, perfect. That's a great spot to start digging in and getting out the Wapato. I went arm deep and I was like, okay, well, it looks even shallower over there. I'll walk over there. 
in the process of walking over there, <laughs> I sunk to my knees. I was like, okay, well, now I got to get out. It looks even shallower over there, and it's towards the shore. I'm going to walk to that. So I start walking to that. I sink waist deep. I get myself out, take a few more steps. I am now chest deep, buried. And you're not in waders. Not in waders, rain gear. Mm-hmm. Um, carrying your bow. Carrying my bow. My bow is above like this. It's like shoulder height at this point. And I am stuck, stuck. And I'm like, this is not good. This is not good at all. Like, this is how people die, is what I'm saying in my head. I'm like, this is how people die. I can feel water slowly starting to wick up, like, from the bottom of my rain gears between my boot and my rain gear. And I'm like, oh, now my pants are going to get wet. I'm going to get cold. This is hypothermia. This is how hypothermia happens. And I'm going to die. And then, I don't know, at some point, after about two minutes of this mental internal struggle i was like stop being a wimp you are your own first responder nobody is going to come and get you you can't even reach down in your pocket to get your cell phone it's underneath your rain pants and i'm like what do i do and i'm like try and push my bow like down into the muck and push myself up and that doesn't really work very well and I'm like, I need to get myself loose first. So I just start laying back, like rocking, leaning back and forth until I can feel like there's a void there. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right, now what do I do? So then I start moving my legs the same way. And then I take my bow and push up. And I think I might actually tweak my shoulder a little bit, the rotator cuff. But I pushed myself up and like slithered out. And at that point, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, I felt something with my foot because there was, like, nothing under one foot and under the other foot, there was something to give me a little bit to push off of, and it was, like, a two-inch branch. So, like, maybe a tree fell years ago and got stuck in that muck or something, but it was just mm-hmm. enough to, like, give me a little extra to, like, push out of. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I did that, slithered out, and I was like, I can't stand up again. So I just Mm -hmm. belly crawled with my bow, like extra (laughs) using my bow to like help disperse my weight even more and crawled. I don't know, like 20 yards until I knew I was well clear of all of Mm -hmm. that and like hit, hit, hit a, where there was a transition and, uh, and tree line. And then I got up and walked away and I was like, this is terrible. I'm just going home now. So were you, um, did you, did you actually get your pants all sopping wet and muddy? They were sopping wet. They weren't muddy because I had the rain gear. The rain gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but they were sopping wet. My boots were sopping wet. Um, my bino harness and everything actually stayed dry because the rain gear was, you know, on it and it was, you know, chest deep. So that was cool. Cell phone didn't get all soaking wet, although I guess it doesn't really matter with the new phones, but. Yeah, it was it was interesting. And then because I was sopping wet, I almost started doubting myself in the trail. And uh, mm-hmm. since you and I have been talking, I try to use less technology to navigate and naturally mm-hmm. navigate. And I was actually about to pull my phone out. And I'm like, why am I doing that? I know that I can hear cars over there. And mm-hmm. that would be, you know, the west side of where I'm at. And that's where I need to go. So I just, mm-hmm. yeah, so I did that. You didn't accidentally catch any Wapato in your boots? You think you're funny, don't you? No, I did <laughs> not, Clay. And it would have been nice if I did because then I would have came home with something instead of nice. just uh, a tale of whatever. <laughs> a funny a funny tale. Funny tale. It was, yeah. it was scary at the time, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I kept no, I thinking know, to myself, though, like, okay, this is going to be it. By about six in the morning, I'm going to be, my organs are going to shut down because they're going to be drawing, <laughs> drawing in all the blood from my extremities. And then like, eventually everything's just going to shut down to keep my, yeah. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, yeah, dude, I, I have fallen in some water uh, and totally submerged my waders, like in, in mucky areas many times. So what'd you do though? Just unclip the waders mm-hmm. and slip out of them? No, you know, I just, um. 
you know, when I was in a situation like that, like that you were in, I probably would have just swam like legitimately just kind of like, I would have just thrown, like chucked my bow as far as possible. Like, I don't know how, how close to the shore you were. There was nothing to swim in though, Clay. There was six inches of water. The rest was muck. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> there was no swimming. If there was swimming involved, I would have been fine. The problem okay. is, it's not like I fell into deeper water. Oh, it was okay. literal muck. It looked like it was six inches, and then below uh, that was about four feet of muck. Oh yeah. Okay. I I had your <laughs> I had yeah. I thought you were talking about like water, but no, you were just in. It's like just six inches of water. Yeah, six inches of water, and or so you think, right? And it's just six inches mm-hmm. of water, and below that, I was like, "Oh, that's you know, where where the soil layer is," and I'll just dig in there and get some wapato. No, wow. It, so <laughs> you um, had previously walked across that in a, in a different side of it, okay? Okay, but huh. I think it was firm enough. It, like last year was a extreme, or well, this year was an extreme drought. Other than the past yeah. couple of months, and we've yeah. gotten like within one week, we got like seven inches of rain. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, we've gotten so much rain this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, <laughs> and you had previously seen this plant there to make you think that it was it would be available. It was there. I saw, so I saw the leaves of it. I just don't know how okay. deep it was. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, it must have shot up about four feet from underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if all that uh, working around you did, you unintentionally had dislodged a bunch of the tubers, and then like later that night, some muskrat like swam around and was like, oh, "Hell yeah, <laughs> score." <laughs> It probably happened, and only you would think of that, but yeah. (laughs) Score. But it got me thinking, I probably shouldn't deer hunt that area and try and find a deer if I wounded one in the evening, because I Mm -hmm. could end up in the same situation all over again um, while trying to track a deer. Yeah. Dude, uh, that would be so scary. Um, But would a deer go into that? To die? I don't know. If they go. I know, they, know if you gut shoot them, they go to water. They do. Yep. Why? I think because it feels cool. Mm, okay. It feels cool and it soothes them. Um, yeah. Or maybe they're thirsty. I I'm not a hundred percent, but if you gut shoot a deer and you're near a creek, I guarantee you that deer probably went to that creek. Hmm. Well, I will uh, make sure to gut shoot deer when I'm near a creek then. Uh, let's not do that because they live for a long, long time. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so speaking of killing deer, um, we got a roadkill deer this week. And uh, Do you do that so often? I'm... Oh, yeah. Are you... any, any time, yeah. So I never have time. Like normally <laughs> if, I, if I'm driving, right, it's either mm-hmm. – to go to work or pretty much to go to work you know mm-hmm. like so it sucks because i'm like oh i'm running late i don't have time to yeah grab that well on this particular morning um i was heading to a job but it was only a job that was like um, i should actually back up and say i'm self-employed so that's yeah, it i can yeah ding 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 uh, ding yeah <laughs> i do what i want so, yeah, so I was heading to a job that was only 13 minutes from my house. Um, we see this car accident, and um, I look over to the right, and I'm like, there's a dead deer on the ground. There's cops. There's a car. I'm like, that thing just got hit. I I stopped, pulled up right next to the deer, walk over to the cop. I say, hey, can I have this deer? And he goes, all yours. <laughs> So is the cop able to give you permission or do you still need to get like a salvage tag from the Department of Natural Resources? Um, I think like I should have probably gotten okay. it. <laughs> so, but you I know, don't. yeah, and that's, you <laughs> I, know what, I, it's fine. It's not like it was wasted. No, but yeah. um, I think that, I think that most, um, there's many people who pick up roadkill in, in Michigan and Wisconsin and Illinois, I'm sure, 
that don't get a salvage tag. Yeah. They just take the deer. Illinois does require you to have one. And the only reason for that is so that they don't, somebody doesn't accuse you of poaching and they come to your house and then, you know, search mm -hmm. your freezer and find all this deer meat in there. And you're like, no, well, I found it on the side of the road. And then they're like, hmm, did you? Did you find it on the side of the road after you shot it? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I tell you what, they would have to come to our house very quick because uh, we have already eaten, like, I we got it like three or four days ago. And I, I swear to God, we've Every already eaten, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, every single meal has had venison. That's I mean, wonderful. It, I saw you yeah. guys had some uh, boar flatbreads or something the other day. Yeah, we that was from our our pig hunt down in Texas. Yeah, um, I just basically chucked a big bag of cuts, like little little cuts that I was gonna grind, um, from the freezer. Chucked it right in the crock pot, cooked it for like twelve hours, and then Madeline actually dumped on. Um, we got this. Uh, Japanese barbecue sauce from Costco. Okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, all over in the crock pot, let it cook for another two hours. And then we had like, I don't know, five pounds of like shredded pulled barbecue pork. Was it good? Oh my God. It was so good. So I was just, uh, cause you know how I told, talked about one of my freezers uh, crapped out. So then like we had to, yeah shove everything else into the other freezers while well, trying mm -hmm. to consolidate and make room because i plan on going out and getting another deer and uh we're low on ground so i was like this whole deer that i take is going to be ground up almost except for the you know the goodies and mm -hmm. uh i was like okay so i got to consolidate a little bit so i started digging through and finding things that i could take out and make or whatever and i found a whole bag of stuff that i planned on grinding but it got shuffled and shoved to the back because of all the other stuff. So I pulled it out and I made some um, breakfast sausage out of the wild boar. Oh, nice. And it's good. Really? It's really good. Yeah. 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 So I had five pounds of that. And you did um, grind it? You ended up grinding it? With I, so, like so I grind it, an initial grind. And then I do the recipe. I'll actually post the recipe. It's such a simple recipe that I found. Um, it's basically just fennel, sage, a um, little bit of brown sugar, some red pepper, and uh, salt, and black pepper. I think that's it. It tastes just so like, like freaking Jimmy, G Jimmy Dean's hot sausage. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm going to make yeah. some uh, some biscuits and gravy this weekend. Oh, yeah, man. I'm going to actually, I think I'm going to try to do uh, squirrel and gravy. Delicious. This week. You know, yeah. I have a buddy who his mom used to make that. Really? She did. She'd make brown gravy out of it. So she'd cook the squirrel in the pan with maybe some little bit of bacon grease or something, I think. And then all like after the pan was all brown she'd throw flour in and make the gravy with it and it turned brown from all the stuff in the pan mm -hmm. oh so good um that's probably the last yeah. time i actually like wanted to kill squirrels and eat them because <laughs> i knew what was coming whenever i hear people say that i'm i'm always like you just haven't had squirrel like um because it's so good no you know? i'm just saying that was freaking delicious yeah I knew I couldn't replicate that at, at yeah, a young but, age. But, and then as I got older, I was like, I'm just going to kill deer. I get way more meat. Yeah, you get way more meat, but it's it's like something you can do with your kids. You know, My kids like, aren't there yet, but yeah, they will be. But but they will, and then it's so much fun. Yeah. Like squirrel hunting is fun. It'd be like taking your littlest one squirrel hunting. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work. I've taken her. <laughs> Did she <laughs> enjoy it? About she probably she, enjoys we, it until the snacks run out. Let's be honest. No, no, no. We we killed a red squirrel, or my son shot a red squirrel when we I took all three kids out on like it was like opening day this year of squirrel season. Yeah. And um and you know, like the whole the trees are full of leaves, so it's really hard to to see any squirrels. Um and my son shoots a red squirrel. Oh no. So we had a feral cat followed us for like a mile. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and it was just following us through the woods. And we're like, okay, this is weird. So we see a red squirrel and I, I, I say to my son, hey, shoot that thing and let's give it to this cat. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and uh, sure enough, he shoots the, uh, the red squirrel. We give it to the cat. The cat um, ends up staying behind and like eating it or something. Like he was like, he was very, yeah, he wanted it. He knew what he was very, very interested. Um, But either way, my daughter, my four year old, she, she's like, I didn't want him to die. (laughs) She was like telling me that the squirrel, like scolding me. That the squirrel died. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I, you know, and then I've, this is child number three that we've had to, you know, go through this with. So, I know that they they eventually get over it, but for for a minute, you know, they're kind of like grappling with the whole topic of death and and stuff. So I, you have to explain to them that, you know, we are thankful for their meat, and you know, I'm I'm kind of a big hippie in that way with my kids. Nothing wrong with that. I, yeah. My middle one never questioned it, or she she's the one who'd pick up a stick and like poke it in the eye, <laughs> like, and I'm like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> oh man i remember one time driving um and my daughter willow sees a rabbit and she says um there's a rabbit daddy let's kill it and eat it and that makes sense i i get that yeah uh that's pretty funny yeah um but anyway yeah so i went out uh last week and went squirrel hunting I uh, actually what what ended up happening was I talked to my friend he sends me a he sends me a pin on Onyx and he says this is a good spot you should go duck hunting so I get all my stuff and he says you know there's this roundabout you know there's a circle drive at the end of this trail go through and put in he sends me the exact pin he's like this is where you should set up (laughs) you know he's this really good duck hunter and I go okay cool and I had never been there and I had actually had reservations. I said, um, I don't think that I really want to go to a place I've never been and set up in the dark. He goes, no, no, you'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, I get there and there's like an impenetrable wall of like evergreens. Mm, yeah. And, and I'm looking around in the dark for like 10 or 15 minutes. Like where the fuck, where, where the heck is the, <laughs> you know, how do I get to the water? Yeah. I, um, couldn't I, I never ended up finding it so i i had my 22 in my car so i just pivoted and just drove to a squirrel hunting spot and i ended up getting my limit in an hour so um that was a very productive morning shot you know michigan limit is five i don't know how, what's your limit down there do you know and i haven't even looked in so long i think it's five so yeah i shot five squirrels um and it was the first time I've ever shot all black squirrels. So cool. every nice color phase. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have so many black squirrels here, but um, normally there's like gray ones mixed in with my bag when I shoot them. Yeah. But it was all black squirrels. I want week. an all white one, not an albino, but an all white squirrel. Yeah. Can't, can't shoot them, but. You can't shoot them? They're protected in the town where they are in Illinois. There's a town that has all white squirrels. Really? Yes. You should, like, capture one whoa, and then whoa, take whoa. it. Whoa, whoa, Nope, nope. We, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, allegedly. We should allegedly. Well, allegedly, <laughs> we're not going to do that. <laughs> allegedly, we're not going to say that we're going to break the law. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant, like... You know, say hypothetically, if someone were to, <laughs> if the squirrel was hitchhiking and it wanted a ride out of town, you would simply offer it a ride. <laughs> no, no, I would not. No, <laughs> I would not. But yeah, they're protected in this town. It's only Illinois, O-L-N-E-Y. And the whole town has freaking white squirrels. No way. And I want a white squirrel so bad. I want to mount it and like have like this whole thing of like every color phase of squirrel that there is. And you can't complete that without a white squirrel. Yeah. Oh man. You'd have to like skin them the old way or the way you do a deer. 
which would be so tedious or, or the way you do like a muskrat. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I do it with any of the ones I've taxidermied squirrels before. Oh, you have? Yes. Yeah. I've got mounts of squirrels. No the first, yeah. That was the first thing I ever did. <laughs> and they're the easiest yeah. because like you don't have to do a bunch of stuff to the hide. You just scrape the, the, all the fat and the flesh off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you just rub it with borax and then you paste the form and then mm-hmm. you slide them on to, well, you let them dry for a couple of days, but once, once mm-hmm. it's dry with the borax, then you take it and you put the glue over the form and then you slide them over. So wow. sew it up and then you do the <laughs> facial features. You put the clay on the face and then you move the stuff around and then you paint the clay and then it looks like it's, you know, the, the membranes or whatever the around the eye and a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv yeah is it does it look um good or does it look like one of those like messed up taxidermy no they're decent i mean as as the more the more i did the better they looked you know Okay. Um, have you I'll, ever seen I'll text you a picture because you okay. clearly yeah. don't believe me that I've ever texted you with a squirrel. I'm going like, to like look and like one eye is going to be pointing in the opposite direction. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it's decent. It's decent. There was one squirrel that I shot that like a form wasn't big enough. And my buddy was like, eh, we could probably like great stuff it and shave it off. And he did and made it look decent. But it was- but yeah, I mean, you got to get me, you know, better at deer hunting. But then I got to get you. And like in small game, you get, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I, it's not that I don't like small game. It's it's filler for me. It's filler. Mm-hmm. I do I do have to admit. So you know, we got that that deer. You know, the roadkill. Yeah. And um, it's it's so nice to to just have like huge slabs of meat to just eat like three times a day. Yeah. Like I feel amazing. You know, it's because you're not (laughs) malnourished and lacking protein. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But honestly, I don't, um, a lot of people can't agree with me on this, but the older I get, the more I go along, the more I like venison is like my favorite meat. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I've started to get kind of like repulsed by chicken. Oh, and, well, it depends. Like, are you talking chicken that you raise or are you talking chicken that you go to the grocery store and purchase? Yeah, just like any of it, you know, I don't so know. So grocery just, store chicken is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mean, even know if I, I'm going to be honest right now. I don't even know if I'd buy grocery store chicken. Yeah. Why? Because it's just. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Why? It's gross. Well, well what is number you- one, they inject it, right? Uh-huh. So, like, any breast that you have and, like, you get, like, two inches of water in the pan, like, a minute after, that's because they inject it with saline, some type of saline solution to plump it up. Really? That's a fact. Huh. Okay. Okay. That's number one. It, it, and you can watch it. Like, they stick the needle in and they pull the trigger, pull the needle out, and all of a sudden it goes from, like, this tiny, ugly-looking little to boof, this big, beautiful, thick, plump, juicy chicken breast. Well, hold on. Maybe... Maybe that's so that it gives us ample cooking moisture. Sure. Maybe they're doing it yeah. for our benefit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, totally agree with you on that one. <laughs> we I'm just, just hit a rabbit hole, didn't we? Um, yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, how do you even know if you got lab grown meat now, right? Yeah. How do you All even right. know? Like, cultured cells. You know what cells they use? Let's talk about that. Do you know what uh, cells they use to, to grow that culture? Is it human? It is. Do you know <laughs> from where and what? No, I don't. It's actually a cancer cell. Oh, my God. It's so cervical there's... cancer cells. No way. Do you know why? Because well, they're the fastest replicating growing cells of cells that um, they, they continue on and they can mutate very easily. Wow. That's disgusting. Yeah. So yeah, let's do that. Let's grow, let's grow chicken in labs. Um, Yeah. So just store-bought meat is gross. It's always so, uh, plus the way like mechanically separated just has a terrible, Mm. 
sound to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't really go for like if I go to a restaurant, I don't even like to eat chicken. Um, mm. My chickens, they eat bugs. They live a very healthy life in my yard, mm-hmm. and then they get killed. And wow. then they go in the freezer and we eat them <laughs> and they taste different. Yeah. Well, I have had, you know, in like the past your chicken. Yeah. I mean, that's, I've, yeah, that's what's crazy. Clay, this is what's crazy about it all. Okay. Pastured chicken only means they have to have like equal amount outside as they do inside. Mm-hmm. So like they could have like this big factory mm. chicken farm. And then it's like, Okay, they have five acres inside that, you know, 2,000 chickens use, and they've got five acres outside. Like, but really, that's not that much when it's way more than 2,000. That's an exaggeration. It's like 200,000 chickens, but whatever. Like, it's just gross. It's gross. So they can have like two square feet of space per per chicken. chicken. Yeah. And then (laughs) it's considered like a free range because they get get the choice to go outside. But then, but then you hear interviews of, chicken farmers talking they're like yeah we don't really give them the choice to go outside we'd be losing too much feed on the conversion to oh you know God. yeah they don't it's just gross so like whatever label it has is probably pure bs yeah i mean gross we we kind of suspect that um and you can even tell the difference from your eggs you know like we get um eggs from our friends down the street we've, here we've that had uh, my eggs before yeah um, but like they are, they just are different. Vastly different. We were talking about this this morning, uh, not yeah. you and I, but someone else. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, somebody cooks me an egg. I'm not going to be like, oh no, I don't want to eat your egg that you made me. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, this, this has no flavor <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> it's just like this white and yellow, but it's not even like, it's real dull yellow. It's not bright, mm-hmm. like a, like a, free range an actual free range chicken that does get to eat whatever the heck it wants it's just bright orange wonderful flavorful yolk yeah not the yeah same. yeah um but in that same vein um so i i also have kind of in my adult <laughs> oh yeah uh, you got you get grossed. <laughs> what you get grossed out by chicken that's yeah that's yeah so all I, this started yeah. and you like yeah, venison yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, so I, I really like venison, but I've also learned that um, even venison, though, I'm not really a huge fan of like c- completely corn fed venison. You oh, know? yeah. No, like from, from like a restaurant, you mean like to where it's. No, no, no. No, I mean, I'm just talking like even so inevitably every single year. Oh, yeah. Some some friend of ours or some family friend will give us some Southern Michigan beer. And we cook it up and we're just like. Oh, what the it's not the like, same i agree with you on that yeah like like southern michigan has so much ag you know that's illinois <laughs> that that is and, illinois i'm telling you i still prefer venison over a lot but uh-huh. but you can tell the difference yeah it, it's it's weird but yeah you can tell the difference now ducks ducks eat all that crap all the way up so you can't yep. really yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly do yeah but um it affects that's why their they taste like and... garbage. No, I'm kidding. Some of them are pretty <laughs> good. Ducks, like mallards, taste amazing. Yeah, that's what I said. Some of them taste pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Actually, but all then... of them probably do if you cooked them a certain way. But yeah, um, but so yeah, you you hunt uh, public land in Illinois, but what is it like surrounded by um, still cornfields where you got to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, do you ever worry about like genetically you know, modified like, corn? Yeah. Pfft, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Duh. <laughs> uh, atrazine, um, Roundup. Yeah. You want to, <laughs> where do you want to start? <laughs> yeah. So, um, how do you even begin to figure that out? You know, you want to hunt deer, you just, you just got to ignore it, basically, right? It'd be the same as going to the grocery store and buying beef, knowing yeah. at least yeah. this isn't going to be vaccinated or whatever, and the other yeah. would be, you know? Okay. Um. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's a that's a bummer. I mean, well, Clay, but I, even I, by you, let's be honest. There's still egg. They're eating it. It's different egg than it is here. It may not be corn, but there's still genetically modified stuff that they're going to eat. It may be less, but yeah, I mean, but I've got um, like I now was you just go to checking... the UP. That's a completely different game. Yeah, but so I was just in an area earlier checking out. Like uh, me and took Murphy the dog um, on a little walk today. And we were, you're probably going to scold me for this and say this was a bad move, but me and him were walking down a deer trail, you know. Okay. Um, Why would I scold you? I don't know. Cause like, aren't you not, you're not, don't, don't walk where they go. You know, don't I leave don't your care. center. What does it matter? You know? Were you deer hunting? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was uh, just, I was check, checking things out. Like I was going to a spot, um, but in that spot, there's no agricultural crops, anything for, miles around yeah okay so those deer probably don't need a whole lot of it yeah and and i was walking into a big cedar swamp you know so um well i know the deer don't eat cedars so yeah they, yeah, they do okay maybe a little bit but it's not like that's not their staple in the winter it's their staple no way that's not their only their that only is browse like, they're eating that they're eating spruces they're eating uh they can find little little trees. Yeah, but they're digging up whatever tubers and stuff in the ground too, huffing. Okay, well, in maybe around you, right? But like, so I'll give you this: like the last okay. few years, the last few years has not been that snowy. But um, prior to the last few years, I mean, we would normally be having like five, six, seven, eight feet of snow a year. Okay. Uh, they're not digging through for anything. In that, they're they're usually um, you can see the the browse line on the evergreens. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're eating. Well, like... They're starving at that point, eating whatever they can. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised though, like how how deep in snow an elk will stay. And elk aren't aren't they're grazers. They're not even yeah. browsers. Like deer will browse on just about anything. Like elk graze. Yeah. You'd be surprised how long they'll stay in an area with snow and paw through that snow to get to grass. Wow. Before they move on. That's weird, It's insane. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just saying. Just. Yep. No, I, I, I got you. So um, are you going to go back out and try to find any more? Uh, nope. To... Sure not. No, you're not. So you don't have any area that is moist but not wet? Moist, like, but not wet that grows wapato i know where there's some that grows right along the riverbank but yeah because i was gonna say i have a spot that um i know of i just far as the eye can see no no, no. this is it's actually <laughs> the deer no, it's... and the elk are a plenty <laughs> yeah no this spot is actually very small it might be like a 10 by 10 spot but it's up from a wet environment and it has i can just take a shovel there's it, there's no water it's like just moist soil oh and and i can just pick lots and lots of uh tubers uh, i don't know where any of that is huh. well sounds like you might not be quite as crazy as me when you're like out and about like noticing plants Maybe i'm you're starting just to get better at it but like i don't know man i don't there's not, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mm -hmm. <laughs> The places I travel, and it doesn't matter. Right now is deer season. That's all I care about. Okay, so. Foraging um, is like in in the, the background, not the foreground okay. at this point for this time of year. Now, will I yeah. get some of, if I'm an opportunist, let's be real mm -hmm. here. If I'm, if I'm down in a river bottom, like in a slough, and I happen to be like, oh, look, there's some dead Wapato leaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll dig them up before I go home. Then I'll do that. But I'm not going in a marsh to do this ever again. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's that. Yeah. Um. So you're you're fully in whitetail season right now. When does your guys' season end? Well, January first, like. Mm -mm. Technically, I think it goes to like January sixteenth. No way. Uh, yeah. 
and then even then it might be a little bit longer than that because then you got an additional like counties that have chronic waste disease they got a cwd extension season and an antlerless late winter antlerless season so it might be like january 25th or something it's crazy wow yeah um and you're but you're not ever usually going out that long right like until january maybe if i get like a you know like into january it's because i'm going for meat obviously you know what i mean like the deer you could you risk shooting them that late into January and like they fall to the ground and the antlers drop off. So it's not like you're going to, you're going to be like, Oh yeah, I've got this buck. I've been tracking forever. You'll just wait till the next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But what about shooting does? Cause like, um, oh, yeah, shoot does. You... what do you mean? You can shoot as many does as you want in Illinois. You, yeah. If you got the money to buy 12 doe tags. You can buy 12 doe tags and shoot 12 does. That's crazy. Do you think you could in a single season? Yeah. Like if, if you wanted to, Yes. I see like I would love to even be like have that confidence to be like I'm going to shoot like but it, two, okay you, one you have to dedicate the time like let's be honest it's freaking <laughs> October what and like I've only been out once this is the worst huh. year I've ever like just too much other stuff going on it's crazy but like mm-hmm. my buddy's like yeah I've got like 30 hours logged in a tree I'm like mm, yeah cool good for you <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Normally I'm like that, but just this year it slipped away from me. And I, I don't know, man. Um, not enough vacation left. I mean, I've got a lot coming up here within the next few weeks. In fact, <laughs> yeah, like tomorrow I'm going out and it's going to be pretty much every day all week in the next week. And then the following same thing, you know, it's going to get pretty serious here, but normally You're I talking have, mornings. All days, like I'm gonna do all day sets, dark to dark, all... dark to dark. How do you possibly like? I, I just can't understand like how you do that. What do you mean? I hear I hear all these like psycho whitetail hunters talking <laughs> about sitting all day sits, and I'm yeah, like, dark to dark. Yep. Yeah. How how do you do that? Because you're obsessed with that animal you're chasing. So if I find <laughs> one here, so this is this is different, and maybe this is why I don't have motivation right now until I get mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. normally I'll put up some cameras. I'll see what's yeah. out there. If I don't put up cameras in the area, I'll go scouting. This year I was like, it's not fair, number one, because all these people are using all these cell cams and all this other stuff, which I have them. I've used them. And I get mm-hmm. so freaking amped up though, right? And mm-hmm. I get obsessed with chasing deer. And then I find one and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get you. And I never get them. I never get mm-hmm. the deer I'm chasing, right? Wow. Last year, I screwed up big time. I didn't even put up a camera, but I knew it was a good area. I went in there. I got in there. I found, like, a big scrape. I got in, and it was the wrong scrape. It wasn't as active, whatever, because, like, this is a couple months ago. I scouted it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a community scrape here, but it wasn't, like, a big one. It was rut. Went in. There was a couple other little scrapes that were satellite scrapes, and he was hitting those a lot more than the main scrape. Uh, so I'd move like every day. Finally, I got a shot on the steer and it was a really nice deer. And <laughs> I screwed up big time. And I, um, I've got a pin to where you move the pin. And I had it, I, I think, I can't remember what it was. I've got really heavy arrows. And I want to say it was like 29 something yards. No. 24 yards or something like that right it was long it was further than that it was 34 yards i think i put my pin on 40 that's what it was It was 34 Mm. yards i put my pin on 40 or was like 33 yards whatever it was i was like eh probably 40 you know whatever i shot right over like right over his back completely (laughs) missed him and i'm like what the hell like I couldn't even believe myself. I and in knowing that, like it was my mistake, I totally screwed that up. I should have just put it because I looked at my bow and I'm like, oh, it's on forty yards. I'll just draw back and shoot, rather than <clears throat> adjust my sight pin and put it to where it needed to be and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it thirty thirty four. Let's put it under thirty five. You know what I mean? Because you can get <clears throat> like thirty three point three. Like you can get that accurate with it, and I didn't. So why didn't you just uh, aim down your arrow? Just look at your arrow and like look look just down. Just stop. It. 
Mr. Crossbow. <laughs> Mr. Crossbow. <laughs> Let's not even go there. You mean uh, my French war bow? <laughs> you can call it whatever you want, but I've got a lot of friends that would call it a lot of other names. We're just going to go with it that. That's the politest way to say it. You've been hunting long enough. You can be a man about it. Um. <laughs> uh, I I'm in I'm in it for the meat, dude. I'm not in it for being cool. <laughs> no, it's not about being cool. It's about the struggle. And while well, you struggle enough with a crossbow, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's just my stupid mistake, and that mistake cost me that deer um because i didn't have any more time to hunt him that was like the last day and i i mean i was on him but it's just that the most open or broadside shot that he would give me was that distance and i i biffed it wow yeah and you, and you really wanted to partake of his flesh i did i wanted <laughs> i wanted to hold his horns the antlers. <laughs> I wanted to hold the antlers in my hand and say success was mine. Yeah. But it wasn't. So, um, yeah, here here so, we are. So this, this year, year, fast forward to this year, and I did not put out any cameras at all. Okay. I didn't right. do any scouting. I said, I'm going to find properties, even some new properties. I'm going to pick a point on the map, and I'm going to go in blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay, can you explain to me, because um, I always get them mixed up, The uh, what's the difference between like a scrape and a rub? So a rub is on a tree. Okay, that's, okay. A, yeah, that's what I thought. And yeah. a scrape is so... It's on the ground. It's on the ground, but there's satellite scrapes. There is community scrapes. Okay. And so like... Bucks will do these satellite scrapes along a rub line a lot of times, and uh-huh. they will make all these small little scrapes that are the size of like a dinner plate, but they'll pee in them and put their scent there and let other bucks like, hey, this is my turf, back off. Any of these uh-huh. hoes up in here, this is yeah. my house, these hoes up in my house, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, but then they've got community scrapes where they actually are pretty much active almost all year long. And they will go there and like, you know, in some areas where the winters are harsh or whatever, they'll go to these scrapes and be like, oh, so-and-so is still in the area. Like they'll know, you know, Mm -hmm. the digital footprint through their urine Mm -hmm. and their hoof. Um, They will know, you know, the other deer in the area. And um, sometimes you can pee in them or whatever. And like not so much the community scrapes, you don't want to do that. But like the satellite scrapes, because then it'll be like, oh, is there another buck? And they'll smell the pheromones in your in your body too, and be like, mm-hmm. "Somebody else is in here. Who is it?" <laughs> um, and yeah, that actually works sometimes to get the box. But yeah, you can do that. Yeah. But a lot of times along these scrape lines, or the rub lines, there will be scrapes or rubs. You know what I mean? Like in a bucks yeah. area. And then you always you want to find that community scrape though, because they're still cruising and checking to see who's in those areas. So you want like a big community scrape and then like some satellite scrapes around that. And that's a good place to try and set up in there because you know, he's going to be cruising and send checking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I saw, so like a pretty big uh, scrape earlier so like today, the size of like a car. Not that big, but there like is a... like, I've come across and been like, what? <laughs> yeah. They're legitimately like size of a freaking car. But this one that I found was probably half a car, like a car you know? hood, like a car hood. Yeah, yeah, that's like a still car decent. Hood. That's a good, yeah, that's a good um, place to be. Um, and then right you, above it, why are you not right hunting above, that? Right above it was like a branch hanging down too. That's a licking like, branch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they rub yes. their orbital glands. Yeah, on that, and then they lick that as well to like taste and see who else is there. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. Um, so that, that's that would be a, that's good... a money spot. That's a money spot. Money spot. Yeah. Especially like right now where they're cruising. They're cruising to see who's in the area, right? And they're trying okay. to establish their dominance. And then once a rut happens, it's different. It's like, but like right now they're trying to figure out who they're going to be chasing. 
Okay. That's a good time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get out there. Um, and the cool thing about this spot that I was just telling you about is that I don't think, I think I saw one other car go on this. It, it's a public land spot, but it's, a, it's a spot that um, is like very little known, and it has, it doesn't have any like trails, so it's a public land spot with zero trails. So it's like all dense woods and then there's like a couple deer tracks through the place you know yeah like you a lot get, of you need um, to get on that a lot of deer sign. you need to set up in a tree <laughs> I, with the wind right you need a nice crosswind and a crossbow <laughs> and that's fine that's fine uh -huh. you, yeah we'll work that out we're <laughs> gonna get you in that tree uh -huh. but i don't have a i don't have a tree stand what did I just say? We'll work that out, Clay. Uh, we'll work yeah. that out. Uh, All right. Awesome. Yeah, you're going to kill a deer on that. I'm going to be jealous, well, though, if you kill like a freaking... No, nah, I won't be jealous. I'll be happy. But there'll be like one little second where I'm like, what a jerk. Well, <laughs> I've heard, I, because I, have, I set you up on it and you kill, what, a giant? I have killed a big, big deer. Yes, you have. I remember. Yeah, but, it, but that's my only big deer. And, it was and totally that was by happenstance. <laughs> total, totally an accident. <laughs> it was like, it was like, I, like, had I pulled the trigger one second prior, I would have had a doe, you know? Yeah. And I just happened to see the movement. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, st I stopped myself and got, uh, you know, got this 10 point buck. With your rusty broadhead on your... <laughs> <laughs> no that wasn't a i think it was like a um, mechanical yeah, see that's what i'm talking about <laughs> right there i think what? you don't even know yeah, what it was know. you no, don't, don't even probably know how much it weighed no not, have you, not a clue have you ever test shot one before you shot that shot to know how it actually flies to make sure it's ethical <laughs> i tested it on the deer yeah it, <laughs> yep yep <laughs> Yep, that's where we're at. <laughs> that's where we're at right now. Uh, but you know, honestly, like I'm, I'm totally cool with uh, just rifle hunting. I know, I know that you really like bow hunting, but personally, I am. I, I guess I should take that back. I like bow Yours hunting. Yours is different, though. So you can go and get a rifle tag, or however that works, or if you have a deer tag, right? That yeah. counts for rifle season as well. Okay. Ours yeah. is an entirely different tag. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. It's an entirely different tag. And on public land, like, you can just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to public land and I'm going to use my rifle. Hmm. I can't do that. Hmm. For me, I have to get a separate tag in a lottery system. Not even guaranteed that I get it in order to draw. For a rifle? Well... I don't even know if you can use a rifle on public land anymore. The law has changed and you can use a rifle in Illinois, but now it's like <sighs> our gun laws are so convoluted, but basically a shotgun. You got to you got to use a shotgun with a slug or a single shot rifle, but it can okay. be 30 different calibers, but it can't be shorter than an inch and 7 tenths and like who says that? Like, just give me actual, like, numbers, not seven-tenths. <laughs> Seriously, who measures in tenths? But um, it can't be any shorter than an inch and seven-tenths or three-tenths of a... I don't even know what the heck it says. But basically, you can use one. It's got to be a straight-walled cartridge, and it can't be more than a single shot. Wow. So you can use, like, a lever action, but you have to put a freaking dowel rod in the magazine tube so you can only have one shot. Oh, just like you have to do for duck hunting with your shotgun. But you still get three shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get yeah. three. But, but this I'm is saying one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can use a revolver. Here's where it gets like really messed up though, right? But you can use a revolver that has five shots of three fifty seven or forty four magnum. But you can also use a forty four magnum rifle, but it can only be one shot instead of five. Interesting. It's so weird. Our it's so convoluted 
that you need to actually be a freaking like lawyer to figure out the legalese that they give you half the time. Hmm. And what's so even worse than that is the Illinois gun ban law that so convoluted that it none of it makes sense. And it's so open to interpretation that pretty much they can interpret how anything however they want based upon whether or not they want to turn you into a felon. Wow. It's weird. Um, so you basically avoid the whole gun thing because it's annoying. Yep. That yep. That's why that's yep. why you are, are predominantly doing both. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty annoying. And also, um, sometimes I get a gun tag mm-hmm. and then I can sit and wear orange and still have my bow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um but do you guys have like uh so we open November 15th for rifle season. Uh November 15th to 30th. And that's, that's I don't even it. know what it is. They changed it a couple of years ago, but it always used to be the third weekend in November, second weekend, second weekend and then the one after Thanksgiving, because no Thanksgiving's what the third weekend or something in November, mm-hmm. something like that. But anyway, it changed a couple of years ago, and it's a little bit different now, and I don't exactly know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Man. But 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 here in Michigan, what I was gonna say is that that is the day that ninety percent of hunters that are gonna like I think they say ninety percent of all deer harvested in Michigan are harvested on November fifteenth. I believe it because it's just like one universal day. Yeah. Bow hunters only contribute to like 2%. Really? Yeah. Well, they're seeing a shift in that now, I guess. And that's because of, um, French cross- war bows. Yeah. You can call it that if you want. It's a crossbow. <laughs> um, <laughs> my French war bow. Such it sounds cool. it sounds so cooler, so much more cool. A little bit, I'll give you that. Maybe a little bit, but at the end like, of the day, it's, it's for handicapped people. Um, it's for handicapped. Uh, excuse me, sir. Did you just call me handicapped. <laughs> if the helmet with the stickers fit. Uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, crossbows were originally intended for people that had a handicap that still wanted to archery hunt. Mm. And then people were like, well, why can't I use it the whole season instead of whatever? <laughs> and then it turned into a whole bids bag, and they're like, you know what? Go ahead. And I don't really care. I don't. I make fun all I want, but at mm. the end of the day, I don't care. As long as people are getting out into the woods and actually hunting and mm. and continuing the whole hunting culture and educating the youth and and retaining more hunters and even getting adult hunters into the fold and more than anything, getting vegans into hunting Mm -hmm. that I don't care. I don't care how they do it. You know what I mean? Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing trapping where you can trap big game. (laughs) Deer trapping. (laughs) Why not? You know how I'll tell you what, there's some uh, dudes I met from Louisiana that, uh, yeah, we used to oh. snare them. <laughs> to I'm snare like, them? snare a deer? I didn't. I thought they were BSing. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the most effective ways to get a deer, like on the a regular basis. Well, allegedly. No, I've seen pictures. Like <laughs> allegedly seen pictures. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Beep. Uh. <laughs> um, this is from their youth. I don't think they do that anymore. But um, mm. you know. Yeah, I mean, but then again, I mean, you're living in the back backwoods of Louisiana, whatever you know. Like I'm talking, these people were like sustenance people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they their rules didn't apply to them. No, no, they were living. <laughs> they they were killing to live. Yeah, we we kill because we like it, and then it's of course it's meat as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't kill because we have to kill to eat it. Yeah, There's I would die. If I was if I was uh, relying on venison for survival, <laughs> I would die. I would get my car. I would get my car, and I would drive down here. 
rather effective. <laughs> oh boy! All right, it's way too late, and I were slap happy. Yep. Um. So, I guess um we'll see you guys next week. Um, I'll have to check in once again. Uh, <laughs> Anybody has any questions, corrections, or um, just oh, there's going to be a lot of corrections on this. <laughs> send them to uh, Clay Bowers. <laughs> no, send them to your email on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, you uh, know me, Forager. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that that's my uh, website. Uh, oh. My name is my name is just Clay Bowers on Instagram. Okay, Clay Bowers on Instagram. <laughs> dm him slide into those dms yes slide into my and uh hate mail him whatever you got to do about all this stuff we talked about especially the crossbow or french war (laughs) bow yeah (laughs) yep i would love to hear all you guys talk about that um yeah so i guess we'll see you guys next week